The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to Jesus, The owner will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it was, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the dominion of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of it. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because the people regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. You can be seated. We are in the middle of a parable sandwich. Last week, Jesus told a parable about two sons. Both of the sons spoke to the father with words that did not align with their actions. They both said one thing, but did something different. But it was the one who followed through with their action that did the will of the father, regardless of his words. That was last week's parable. Next Sunday's parable is about a wedding banquet. But this week, we're in the middle of those two other parables, hearing about a vineyard, its owner, and the tenants, which, by the way, was a normal scenario in first century Galilee. Wealthy, absentee landowners would live outside the country but lease their property to tenants who would raise the crops and pay the landowner back with a portion of the produce. In this parable, the landowner sends his servants to collect the produce that is owed to him, but the tenants of the vineyard kill them. The landowner tries again to collect by sending more servants, but again, they're killed. Finally, the landowner sends the son, hoping that they will foster some, that will foster some respect from the tenants, but they do exactly the same thing. And because the tenants have only seen the servants and then the son and not the landowner himself, the tenants believe that the landowner is also dead. And this makes them think that the only thing standing in the way of them taking the vineyard for themselves is the son, the heir of the dead landowner. 
But this just isn't just a story about farm ownership. This is a parable about, about profits and produce or fruitfulness. The characters of the story that Jesus told are metaphors for other things. The vineyard is a metaphor for all Israel. And the landowner is God. The tenants are a metaphor for the Jewish leaders of the temple. And the servants that come to collect are the prophets of God sent to warn Israel. The son is, you guessed it, Jesus. The parable that Jesus tells is really an outline of the history of God and God's people. The people of Israel were God's own chosen people, given land like a vineyard and commissioned to be fruitful and to be good stewards of what God entrusted to them. And throughout Israel's history, when they were not living up to the standards of justice and righteousness that were expected of them, God would send a, prophet, a prophetic servant to remind them of who they were and what they were called to be. And unfortunately, the people did not like what they heard. They didn't like being reminded of the ways God expected them to live. And they often killed those prophetic servants, including John, the one sent before Jesus. And this parable predicts Jesus' own fate as well just like the son in the story Jesus told. This is a parable about profits and produce or fruitfulness. It's also a remix of Isaiah chapter 5, which is why it is paired today as the first reading that we heard. It says, My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill, my beloved dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines, built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it and expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. That's almost exactly the same way Jesus starts his own parable. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the people of Judah are God's pleasant planting. For the Lord expected justice, but saw bloodshed. Righteousness, but heard a cry. By the way, the English translation of wild grapes doesn't quite capture what the Hebrew words are saying. I had a seminary professor that said an alternative translation would be stink berries. I don't know what kind of wine you could make from stink berries, but I assume that it's probably not very good. It's very interesting that Jesus uses a parable told by an older prophet, Isaiah, and remixes it into a new parable to remind the religious leaders of how prophets have been treated historically. The vineyard is a metaphor for Israel and Judah, God's people. And after Jesus tells them this parable, he asks the religious leaders to predict for themselves what will happen next in the story. Choose your own ending. Jesus asked the leaders, now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? And they said to Jesus, 
The owner will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. And then they realize they've just predicted not only the fate of the tenants in the parable, but their own fate as well. They will be put out by the landowner and the vineyard will be released to someone who will surrender the produce, also known as being fruitful. The parable is an indictment of the religious leaders of the temple, who Jesus just finished upsetting when he entered the temple and drove out all the people who were buying and selling things, overturned the tables of those who were exchanging money. Jesus accused them of turning the temple into a den of robbers instead of the house of prayer that it was intended to be. What the temple was supposed to be, as God had designed and intended it to be, it was not. It had turned into something else entirely due to the mismanagement of the tenants. Now, all of that tells you the meaning of this parable as it related to Jesus's audience. But the question is, what do we do with it? What does it mean for us? A couple of things to consider. One of the unique things about Judaism as a religion is its emphasis on self-critique. Not many religions in the world include the voices of critique as part of the canon of their scriptures. Although the prophetic voice of critique is met with resistance and often violence. In the end, the words they say stick. And we would continue to return to them and ponder their meaning. It's why we still read Isaiah. It's why we still read Jesus. Their words are often hard for us to hear. The voice of the prophet says to us, the identity that God created you to have is not reflected in how you are behaving. Prophetic voices of critique are not unlike the sharp blade used to prune vines. Pruning is that process where dead, diseased, and damaged branches are removed and cut all the way back to the point where the vine is healthy. Pruning is also used to make the plant grow in the direction it's intended to. If a branch is growing in the wrong direction, it's trimmed for growth in a new direction. The cut has to be clean without any stubs from the old growth, which is just an invitation for bugs and diseases to re-enter the plant. Parables like this are a mirror to, reserve, to observe our own reflection. And the question is this. Where is there resistance in your own heart to the messages God is trying to get through to you? May God grant you the desire for fruitfulness. 
the openness to receive the words of the prophets and the faithful production of justice that God desires. Amen.